Kurt, you were in London for two weeks? I was in London. Yeah, what'd you do? Yeah. Uh, I drank some beer. It's fun. Oh, that, sounds you great. Do. that sounds great. Great. Yeah. Moving on. Next subject. <laughs> yeah, beer. What beer do you drink? I drank a lot of warm and flat beer. That's what, that's what everyone mm. thinks of, of traditional British beer. But uh, it's not true. It's neither warm nor flat. It is warmer and flatter than uh, what you expect when you walk into a bar. I think I only had one non-cask-conditioned beer oh. the oh, entire man. time I was there. It was a great Pilsner and Quell, just because sometimes you need a Pilsner and Quell. Mm. But uh, yeah, I drank. Actually, I drank mostly... Um, Timothy Taylor Landlord. It's a special bitter or best bitter from uh, Northern England, where mm. uh, the beers are typically a little bit drier, a little bit more bitter uh, than in Southern England. And it is taking over London. I had no idea. Um, I've loved that beer and had it a number of times in London, but it used to be a little bit hard to find. And I haven't been to London in three years now. And it was at probably more than half the bars I went to, half the pubs I went to. So it's everywhere. It sounds it's delicious. I feel like I'm going to sound. I don't. I actually realize I never really looked at this cask conditioned ale. What's the difference in terms of how you storage? And is it like a pain for a bar? Is it more difficult? It is more. It is more difficult. There's more going on there. There's more to be done to it, and it is fragile. It can. There's a proper window to serve it during, and if you miss that window, then you've kind of wasted that wasted that cask. Mm. Okay. So we we often hear about the pub, the English pub being an extension of. What am I trying to say? Extension of the living room. Like it's 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 just part of society. It's a place where where people go to like hang out and meet with each other. And every every town in Britain has a pub. A place like London has hundreds of pubs. Um, and I mean more than that. Could it be a thousand? Maybe it's a thousand. No, that's a lot. But anyway, it's a lot of <laughs> pubs, and that's just where everyone goes. But it's not only an extension of your living room, and it's an extension of the brewery. It's this essential intersection between. Uh, between the brewery and the consumer, because breweries in a cask-conditioned ale economy, and I say that because it's different from keg beer, you know, things like, you know, Carling and Heineken and, um, you know, Guinness, which is, on you know, in a keg and all that, that beer is stable and the brewery releases it when it's ready. But cask-conditioned beer um, is released by the brewery before it's ready to be consumed. So it gets sent out to the pubs uh, before it's done fermenting. So it finishes its fermentation inside that cask oh, wow. and cask makes it sound all old and wooden and romantic. And nowadays casks are stainless steel. So they're, they're not, there's no romance there, but the beer is, is packaged with a little bit of live yeast in it and it ends up fermenting, um, doing kind of a final small fermentation in the cask in order to carbonate the beer. But it also releases a lot of other really lovely flavors from the yeast into the beer. So it finishes its fermentation at the pub in these closed casks and then a proper, properly trained publican, they're called, the publican will uh, uh, vent the cask so that they they bang a hole uh, into the side of it. There's a diaphragm in the side of the cask and they allow it to breathe. So it pushes out extra CO2 that was created. And then after a day or two, it's kind of come to the equilibrium. And then at that point, it's ready to be served. But you've started the, you started the clock on it at this point because you've, uh, as soon as you start pulling it out of the cask, uh, to serve it, um, and that's real draft, by the way. So it's draft. You're pulling it by like mm-hmm. pulling down this this big um, hand pump. Yeah, I've seen that the bur- they have the big thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and they, they end up like pumping it out of the of the keg or sucking it out of the keg, basically. Yeah. Uh, I shouldn't say keg, cask. Um, but as as you do that, you need to replace the beer with air, and so kegs, regular kegs, replace the beer with carbon carbon dioxide, which is sterile. But cask conditioned beers, you're replacing the beer that leaves the the cask with with just air. air. So air has oxygen, it has bacteria, it's got mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff that 
will make the beer not taste great after about three days. So you've got oh. a three-day window to, to sell through that cask. Does it taste different day one versus day two versus day mm-hmm. three? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Day two is is just peak cask for me. Okay. Day one, it's great, but it can be a little bit bitter, especially if they've um, shaken up the, the hops in the during the, the tapping process. Um, usually there are dry hops that are added to the cask and uh, those can end up, you know, adding a little bit of coarse bitterness, but after Have a day, a they settle back down. Oh yeah. They're re- I'd really, you'd love it. Really? Yeah. There's a couple of places in, we'll go to McLeod Ale up in the Valley or Yorkshire. Really? Yeah. Or Yorkshire do down in do Torrance. Where, yeah. Yeah. Where it's done well. Yeah. Where yeah. it's done well, Larry, you will lose your mind. You will love really? this stuff. It's, yeah. It's incredible. And then day three, it's often, it, it might be a little bit too flat. It might be too still. Um, and uh, yeah, it might be, you know, it should be fine, but day two is really the peak for me. And day four, it's just, it's starting to sour. It's starting to oxidize. It doesn't taste good. And I, I went to a, so one of the pubs I went to up in York. So I left London um, and uh, I was in London for about a week and then went up to York because I've never been there. It's like like big part of uh, British beer history. It's a really important beer city. And uh, if anyone, any craft beer fans have had Samuel Smith's beers. Um, so you guys familiar with yeah. Samuel Smith? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Imperial Stout or Oatmeal Stout or Tadcaster Pale Ale. So Tadcaster is a town that's just a little bit southwest of York. Uh, and there are three breweries in this tiny town. There are probably about 10,000 people that live in this town. One brewery is Samuel Smith's. One brewery is uh, Heineken Brewery. And one brewery is a Molson Coors Brewery. Okay, so gigantic global brewing powerhouses are there because, I mean, it just shows you how important this this region was historically to beer and still is today. Hmm. So, oh, anyway, yeah, so I was in this pub in, in New York and I, I ordered a, a mild. I was really excited about getting mild because it wasn't a dark mild. So everyone in America assumes milds are all dark milds, but there are pale milds too. Hmm. And so I started drinking it, but it was super sour. It was just not that enjoyable. And it was not day four sour. It was like, day eight sour oh, so i knew that pub was not doing good things i was like you guys are trying to stretch these casks too long but i said something to the to the to the bartender i was like you know i'm sorry I, this beer is totally sour and she knew she knew what that meant she said oh i'm sorry to hear that and she you know took it offline she knows that that cask is toast at this point but it shows you how few people mm. drink milds mm-hmm. <laughs> milds are not very big selling beers and so that it probably went you know, three days of, you know, past its prime or four days past its prime without anyone returning it means to me that I might've had the first, the first pint of it in, in days. So that's, that's kind of something I sign up for when I become a beer nerd and try. So then just for someone like traveling to London, if they want to try out cask ales, is it hard to find a pub that has them or is it hard to find a pub where they treat it well? Or is it like a pretty common, common thing that people know it? So if you go to a pub, and it's like the, a classic English pub. It usually will have some cask condition beer on. They all they usually have like two or three uh, hand pumps for cask cask condition beer, and then they'll have maybe five to ten taps with you know with the keg beer. You know, it's all cold and refrigerated and pressurized with you know big international brewers. You know, doing those beers. So the casks though, you don't know if they're going to be in good shape or not. And so there's a there's a a couple different sort of I don't know, certification authorities or like consumer interest groups. One's called the Campaign for Real Ale. So Real Ale is another name for cask condition beer. And so Real Ale has a definition that I don't need to go into here. But um, it's it's the type of beer that we've been talking about. And the Campaign for Real Ale is, is abbreviated CAMRA, C-A-M-R-A. So um, CAMRA produces something called the Good Beer Guide. 
a uh, good pub guide, um, good pub food guide. They also have all sorts of walks they call or pub crawls, pub walks that they publish. So check out camera books and camera resources. There's also something called Caskmark, uh, Cask, C-A-S-K, new word M-A-R-Q-U-E. Uh, and that is a certification authority that, that claims to have inspectors that go around to pubs and just try cask beer to make sure that a, a place is doing, you know, treating their cask beer well. No. So if it gets a cask mark, you know, seal of approval, it should be good cask beer. Now, are these are these casks, are they refrigerated or are they at like room temperature? They kept at cellar temperature. Cellar so they're, temperature. they're cool. Okay. Yeah. It's between, it's between like 52 and 57 degrees. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was also going to say there's another resource called whatpub.com or .org. It's like, you know, what pub should I go to? I'm in this neighborhood. You know, what pub should I go to? So what pub is a cool resource that is new to me this this trip? I don't know um, how old it is, but I don't think it's very old. Um, but you just load it up in your phone and just cool. check out, you know, what pubs are in your area that that are, you know, that do good cast beer. Sounds useful. So check it out. A publican. Cool. Anything that's, else? A new, that's a new, I'm just thinking of that publican. name. Publican. Are you publican or mocrat? Yeah, I know. Get it? Yeah, I was going to say. Did you get it? You beat me to it. Did you get it? You did. You beat me to it. <laughs> I was holding on to it. Republican. <laughs> I was like, that's stupid to say, but you brought it back up again. I thought I'd seize the opportunity. Um, anything else from your trip, Rich? It was mainly a trip to England, but then I ended up coming home through uh, Brussels and Frankfurt. Um, just And I was like, oh, just so excited to, to rather than come home straight from London, I wanted to go oh, through uh, Belgium and Germany, because guess what? I like Belgian beer. I like German beer. Of course. Were you able to drink? Um, well, a little bit. COVID is going nuts over there. Oh. The UK is bad. Belgium and Germany are like some of the worst spots in the world oh, right now for bad. COVID. So I had just been boosted. So I was fortunate enough to get a third shot. So I Sorry, was feeling... the dog is hopping up on the table. She's a COVID denier. She's she, she thinks we're making it up. So she's upset on the floor. She's right, awfully cute. I'll give her that. She is she's cute. very cute. She is cute. <laughs> Um, so, so uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I, sh- I shortened, I shortened mm. my, uh, my yeah. My so it wasn't like there. you couldn't be like social and hanging out in bars and no, and the no. Best and there were a bunch of, of times. There were a bunch of times pubs just looked too crowded for my comfort level, mm, so I, yeah. I didn't go in many places. But I did get to go to Cantillon in Brussels. Beautiful. Oh, nice. And it's the first time. I was amazed at this. I was texting a buddy of mine. It's like, wow, I'm actually feeling buzzed at Cantillon, which is <laughs> hard to do. Because the beers are generally, they're not low alcohol, but they're like, it's hard to get a beer that's over 6% alcohol there. And they're just, they're intense. They're sour. They're, they're not beers you chug. And then moreover, you don't, well, at least for myself, I don't spend a lot of time at Cantillon because there's so many places in Brussels I want to go. It's hard to devote like an afternoon of going to Cantillon. But uh, I stuck stuck around there for like two hours and uh, tried a bunch of beers. And I was like, ooh, I'm actually kind of buzzed. This is exciting. I'm on Cantillon. And it was the first time I'd been buzzed in like a week because it's impossible to get drunk in England on beer because <laughs> it's all like 4% alcohol beer. <laughs> nice. oh, I know, before we get into uh, before he was in London, uh, I was actually um, hanging with Rich. Oh, is that so? For, uh, right. for uh, the holiday. Well, let's turn to Larry yeah, then. And this, Larry, tell and us this, what that experience this was like. Larry, motherfucker. It was awesome to see you. This, it, this, was great. it was great to see you too. This <laughs> motherfucker... <laughs> Sous vide a turkey. Oh, oh yeah, I heard. I heard he about this. I heard about the sous vide circulator <laughs> and worked his motherfucking magic on this goddamn turkey. It was so good. And I don't know if you know about this. I don't know if you know this about Rich. Rich, that's 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 beer. The dog heard the turkey talk. Both COVID if, talk and turkey yeah, talk are. I don't know if you know about. Triggers, I don't know if you know. I don't know if you know this about Rich. Rich, 
you know, he's he's a he's a he's he's a master cicerone. He's a sommelier. He he can cook. He can cook like rich will throw down mm-hmm. on some motherfucking food. Okay, but here's the thing. He likes Thanksgiving, but what he likes more than Thanksgiving is the day after Thanksgiving oh, and the day yeah. after oh, Thanksgiving yeah. Oh, yeah. because oh, yeah. he makes these leftover Thanks- sandwiches. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But Rich takes it to. <laughs> Another motherfucking level. What do you throw on there? What do you throw on the... What do you do on your leftover Thanksgiving sandwich? Everything? (laughs) Foie gras, truffles, caviar. Oh, beautiful. The classics. (laughs) The classic Thanksgiving. We had had like the... Sorry. We had like the best... We had the best time. Um, uh, I was drinking Rich... If you can ever drink with Rich anywhere. Yeah. Like out... Or even at his You know, home. one day we're going to open a brewery, and this is what the theme it's is. It's going to be Drink with Rich. It's going to be, there's a guy sitting in the middle of yes, the brewery. It's yes. Rich. And Drink with Rich. You can just hang out with him. But he, like his refrigerator is like so packed with I'm just, and, and, and Phoebe, you know, it's like that's what they are. They like, they love food. They love good drink. You know, they have lots of nice, you know, digestives and everything. They're just, they're just all about like... Just so epicurean with it, which I love, you know. Oh, you you love that shit too, Larry. That's you what I'm saying. Food. I just I love it. Every time I every time I leave, I go home. I'm like, Rach, I love you, Rich. <laughs> I just love I just love you. You get done eating, and Rich is like, okay, I have a I have a drink for you this time. He's like, I have a drink for you. It's gonna burn mm. a hole in your stomach, so you can continue <laughs> to drink and eat. I'm like, man, let's let's fucking do it. But anyway, his refrigerator is packed with beer. <laughs> And good food. How much beer do you go through that beer quickly, Rich? How much beer Thank do you, you have Rich. usually, and how, do you do you go through it rapidly, or do you have stuff that you like save for a month or two? It's everything you can imagine. There, there are a bunch of beers in there that I I can't wait to drink. I buy them and I can't wait to drink them. I drink them fast. The beers I mean to drink soon and I forget about them. They're beers that I buy in order to sell her for a month. In order, some I intend to sell her for two years. And there are even a bunch of beers in there that I don't want to drink. There, there are beers <laughs> I like bought for some work thing or, or something or i just have to like study them but i i can't find the time or the the mood to actually to, to drink them well, let's get it started huh yeah everyone this is liquid bread i'm maddie smith Woo-hoo. i'm maddie smith with me as always are my buddies larry bates what it do and master sommelier and the ad <laughs> no i don't know no. if he's a master sommelier oh shit oh sorry master cicerone <laughs> Ignore that. We did a taster before. We did a I taster. Think, master I think Rich is, I mean, I think, Cicerone Lolly. The Master Cicerone. Well, because I was thinking of this in my head. The Master Cicerone <laughs> and the Adjunct Junkie, Rich Higgins. Adjunct Junkie? Mm-hmm. How about me? Adjunkie. Adjunkie. The Adjunct. No, the that adjunct-y. sounds like a, Yeah, the Adjunct Junkie, I think. I think the you adjunct-y. were right. Adjunct-y. I was workshopping it as I said Master yeah. Sommelier incorrectly. <laughs> What's up, Rich? <laughs> Uh, hey, you nailed it. You got me. You got right there. Thank you. Um, today we're going to talk it. about pastry stouts, pastry stouts and dessert stouts. I have with me a, this is from the brewery, which we talk about every uh, every episode, of course. Uh, it's called PB&J. <laughs> but it's from the brewery. But it's from not... the brewery. Sorry, yeah. the brewer, B-R-U-E-R-Y. Yeah. It's called PB&J Thursday. It's an imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels with peanut flour, boysenberries, and salt added. So it's all, all, I, all I can say is goddamn. And I think this fits whatever we're doing. Yeah, that, <laughs> I think we're that, talking about today. That sounds good to me. I'm jealous, guys. Who doesn't like PB and J? Who doesn't like PB and J? Come on, guys. So we're gonna get to pastry, to dessert, and pastry sauce in a second. Hold on, you're not. You're, you're not the only ones that get to brag about the beer you're drinking. Right oh, okay. 
I have a campfire stout, which is one of the like the granddaddies of the uh, of pastry pastry stout scene. So this is from uh, High Water Brewing in uh, in I was going to say Lodi, somewhere in Central California. Yeah, it is Lodi in California, uh, run by Stephen Barry Altamari, buddies of mine, and uh, it's an awesome beer. You said High Water so Brewing cheers. is the brewery. Yeah, yep, High Water, and uh, it's got uh, graham crackers, molasses, and other natural flavors in it. Um, That's a stout, and it's got uh, marshmallow aromas. As We're going to well. take a sip. We're going to take a sip. Of this. Yeah, let's all go. Yeah, it smells like PB and J too. It tastes like PB and J. It tastes like you just mashed a peanut butter jelly sandwich together. Mm-hmm. Are you also getting stout in it's there? It's quite good. Not a ton, <laughs> honestly. This one, it's the berry, the the boysenberry. I think heavily. Yeah, I definitely. It's the, very yeah. berry. The berry is the, the strong. The berry thing. is the strongest part. It's a it's a heavily jellied peanut butter and jelly yeah. sandwich. That's my kind of, that's my PB and J. PB's all about the peanut butter, but I'm all about the jelly. How about you guys? Well, that's mm. a tough. I think I like one. crunchy peanut that's butter. I go hard with the crunchy peanut I'm butter. Gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm all about the jelly. You're a jelly boy. Nice. I'm all about the jelly. <laughs> I'm all about the jelly. I mean, I like the peanut butter, but I I need that jelly. Doing a podcast with a couple of jelly boys. I need the jelly. All right. <laughs> I mean, I like the jelly. Don't get me wrong. Before we get to the pastry stouts, I was gonna say there were a couple stories. I thought they were interesting. <clears throat> this week in news first one butterfly yeast larry you ever have butterfly yeast i have i have not had did butterfly you, did you yeast. know butterflies have yeast i did not <laughs> okay. larry you well, haven't lived get ready you for this lived. story <laughs> uh the west hill brewing company in indianola iowa is using butterfly yeast to produce their pearl crescent butterfly ipa named after the local butterfly the pearl crescent uh working with the local simpson college an assistant professor of biology and a senior research student now, Larry, how would you say, how, do you, how would you guess someone would harvest the yeast of a butterfly? Okay, so I would <laughs> say that I have no fucking idea. That's what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, there's, there's a handy video. Rich, Rich, have you ever gathered yeast off a butterfly? You live in Montana. You do I outdoorsy have, yes. stuff. Oh, not intentionally. <laughs> Accidentally. Yeah, I mean, there's yeast everywhere. There's yeast on like every living thing. There's yeast in yeah. the air. And yeah, there's going to be yeast on a butterfly. Yeah. But they, they take it. It's a, There's a video online. They hold it like by the wings and they swab its mouth and like kind of legs underneath. They kind of swab it with a Q-tip. And they claim, I don't know about this, they swab the legs and mouth uh-huh. areas of, of seven different butterfly species is what okay. they said they did. And then they release the butterflies back into the wild without harming a single butterfly. And that's their claim. They didn't. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't. Mess, they, didn't they didn't. mess. I think there is. Yeah, there is a. There's yeah. a hole somewhere mm-hmm. with a bunch of butterfly bodies <laughs> hidden. Yeah. Come on, come on. They're they're bug nerds. They're they're entomologists. I don't trust it. <laughs> I don't trust. I agree with you, Maddie. Yeah, there's see? some dead butterflies. Yeah, <laughs> and they say that the the, the, the wild yeast contributes ever so to ever so slight esters of banana and an added dryness on the palate. Yeah, Rich, like you said, is would butterfly yeast be any different from other yeast? Like, is that how yeast works? Like, would like a, a specific yeast be found just on butterflies? I know this is kind of getting into, you know, oh, I can bug science. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, well, so so look at the fact that there are, you know, thousands of species of yeast, if not if not mm. millions of species of yeast out there, and, and subspecies and strains of yeast. They all perform differently in beer. Not all of them are not all of them produce alcohol either. So there's just a huge variety of wild yeast that are out there. And so if you go around, you know, hanging out with butterflies and trying to grab whatever they have to throw in your beer, you're going to probably brew a lot of bad beers and brew a lot of weird things that you don't really enjoy. However, sometimes, you know, you might hit, 
you might hit the jackpot jackpot on some of them. And whether they just use, you know, swabbed with a Q-tip and threw the entire Q-tip in there, or if they sent it off to a lab to have the the strains isolated and they only picked certain strains, mm. you know, and not others. Because I'm sure the the uh, butterfly had bacteria on it also, and so mm. they might not want bacteria in their beer. They only want certain yeast strains. So they might have done some intermediary steps between butterfly and beer. Let's it didn't it go out. straight into the, <laughs> the ton. I love it. Yeah. He, said, bro, he just said, throw the Q-tip in. There. Just toss just the like, Q-tip in. Throw it in the bag. The hops, throw it in the, stir it up, it in the boil bag. it. Boil it. You got yourself boil a beer. Well, first of all, the last thing, don't, I don't want people to be scared of this. It sounds weird. It sounds gross. There's yeast everywhere. And oh, every I don't think it sounds gross. Oh, I, I think it sounds. Yeah, you guys are cool with it, but I think a lot of people are like, well, cool. I don't like this. I don't want, you know. What's worse, a tarantula beer or something? Is like there yeast that? on? You know, is like, there yeast on my hand? Is there? There's ooh. yeast on your hand. There. What would you, so, Rich? Rich, if you had to guess, what would a Larry yeast beer a taste less like? Larry yeast hands beer taste like? Hints of pickle. I think it would be really smooth and would have a little bit of sweetness. Oh, go ahead, sweetness, Walter Payton. <laughs> shout out. Right. Fuck y'all. Y'all lost to the Packers last night. <laughs> You're the yeast source. You're the yeast source for the Bears Brewery. Larry. Yeah, okay. I the like that. Beers, really, produce. <laughs> <Sweetness>. <laughs> Proceeds from the release will benefit the Neil Smith Wildlife Refuge, providing funding for internships and research on native butterfly species. I love butterflies, man. When I was a kid, my family drove up to Monterey, and there's the there's a monarch butterfly refuge there, and I feel like I've always felt a connection to the butterflies. Well, here's, here's what I'll say. So now I have to retract what you I said before, that I thought they were killing the butterflies. Because when I was a kid... <laughs> when I go to Mississippi and um, we'd go to my grandmother's house, she had like, you know, she had all these gardens and these wonderful, like, you know, flowers and stuff and butterflies would be everywhere. And as a kid, one of the things we would do is catch them when they were like, like on like a flower doing what they were doing. We'd grab them by the wings and then like let them walk up our hands and mm-hmm. then we would let them go. We didn't kill them. Sure right? you would. We, we did. We let them go. Sure so maybe would. they did really just grab them, take the, I, I retract my former statement. <laughs> If if little Larry can can do it without killing them, then, uh, then perhaps some grad students can do a good job too. Yeah, they probably can. But you know, some you know, never you killed. Know, I never, never know with science. I never killed the butterfly. Um, and I will say it wasn't the first you time. You got nightmares tonight. <laughs> the first this wasn't the first time this has been done. Actually, the first time wild yeast was collected from butterflies, or they say it was the first time, was a collaboration between Florida's first magnitude brewing and the Florida Museum of Natural History, who in 2019 brewed the Frosted Elfin New England style Session Pale Ale which was also named after a local butterfly, the Frosted Elfin, and that beer also raised money for conservation efforts. I feel like nature has something of a love-hate relationship with beer. Like, there's a lot of... Well, there's, like, a lot... Of, there's good breweries that, like, do a lot... You know, they, they incorporate local ingredients. They, you know, try to help environmental causes. They respect the environments. At the same time, it uses a lot of water. Packaging also uses a lot of waste. I feel like a bad brewery can do bad things to the environment, basically. But there are a lot of great breweries that have a really good relationship with nature. Yeah. Does that make sense? I see. You're talking about like I thought you're talking about like the concept of beer has a love hate relationship. No, I was you're saying like modern industri- modern industrialized brewing does. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, you guys are in Southern California, you're using a lot of imported water for a lot of the breweries there. Mm. And I live in Montana. You know, I'm using. I mean, you know, Bozeman uses uses primarily surface water that you know we're we're going to run out of if our population keeps booming the way it is. So yeah, there's there's an issue with water, and there are a lot of resources that go into it. And the process itself, it makes CO two too. I mean, that's 
correct or no? It doesn't really produce new CO2. It's regarded as CO2 that is, it's transient CO2 because it gets locked into the, um, into the barley. Okay. And it gets released from the barley. That's the source of energy. However, the barley is, uh, because it's an annual plant, you know, it, it only, it sucks up CO2 in the winter and springtime to grow. Okay. And then it would die and release that CO2, you know, in the fall anyway. So it's, it's considered transient CO2. Okay. So it's, it's CO2. Just moves, CO2 it moves neutral. the CO2 around. But also this is, <laughs> we're talking about wild yeasts, right? I mean, like if it's coming off of a butterfly, like, that's totally wild yeast. So how do they? What, maybe maybe I'm missing. But is it just so easy for them to classify it as an ale? You said it was like a, a pale ale. Is that what you said it was? They it's well, I think because they made it. They combined it with Larry. They, I, they have like I a more you. typical IPA, and it's. But are they isolating like the the the, the small <laughs> fragments of ale yeast this on the butterfly? So nerdy. This is the article. So like, I mean, the article is very. It's very much. I just, have, very a, much a I just have a little bit of an issue not, about them saying that, that it's a brewery. pale ale when you're getting wild yeast. Like, let's just. Am I wrong? All I know is it focused on the video of the guy swabbing a butterfly's face. Wiping its mouth. Larry's calling. Larry's calling taxonomic bullshit on this. Yeah, yeah. You don't know that it's definitely an ale. Ale yeast is much more prevalent than lager yeast is out in nature. However, there are a ton of wild yeast that aren't either ale or lager yeast. So, exactly. booyah, Larry, you are exactly correct. So, we don't know that it's really an ale. All right. oh, okay. Yeah, see, I'm not dumb. So, you're telling people do not buy this. <laughs> do not support these butterflies <laughs> <laughs> until they get their consumer protection, Larry. Oh, and the other story, real quick, that I, I liked was um, after after centuries. I'm always fascinated with like monks brewing. I don't know, like that that whole world of of religion in Europe and and brewing. And after centuries of Belgian monks cornering the religious market on brewing, the twenty nuns of Meredret Abbey in Belgium have finally joined in making beer. So awesome! Yeah, we got some nuns, sisters brewing it for themselves. I is when I hold yeah. on. This what? is not new. This it's is not, not new. new. What no, the, this is this the new. Even said it was new. Old, even if it's old, I love it. I just love it's it. Bad reportage. Nice. Bad reporting. It's bad reporting. So, what is yes. not? What is so, not new about it? Nuns have been brewing beer for a long time. Oh yeah, I was going to get to that. So well, you got to read my notes extensively. What? Hey, there's way more to all of this. Okay, so <laughs> so Belgium is famous for its Trappist monasteries that brew beer. There are also a lot of non-Trappist monasteries that brew beer, but they're not considered Trappist products. So you got the like the the main six Trappist ales that come from Belgium. Uh, I mean, six Trappist breweries that come from Belgium. Then there are a lot of other Abbey breweries that are not actually, the, the beer is not brewed at the Abbey. It's a name or an Abbey name mm-hmm. that's leased by a, a larger secular brewery. And yeah. so the secular brewery uh, often funds or gives some of the money that they make off the sale of the beer to, yeah. the, to the Abbey as a licensing. Well, that was, that was like in this, cause they're kind of brother monastery. The one, the nearby monastery is Meridzu, or I don't know how to pronounce it. Meridzu, right. which is the, which Duval makes their beer for them. Right. Yeah. They're not They're They just happen to be in the same town. They're mm. not, they're not related okay. um, religiously or whatever. The convent and the, the Abbey are not related. Yeah. Well, the nuns talk like um, they knew them. They seem to be friends. Well, yeah. I mean, it's possible. They're, there aren't that many people probably in the same town. <laughs> but uh, there's, there's a uh, convent in, um, I don't know if you call it a convent. I guess it's an Abbey uh, in Southern Germany um, that produces beer that's called um, uh, Reutberg, which is uh, one of my favorite beers from, from Southern Germany. So R E U T B E R G. So if you see any beers from them, get them. They're mm-hmm. delicious, but that's like very much the German tradition. So it's a lot of, it's a, lot, a lot of lagers, you know, they've got a Dunkel, they've got, um, you know, they got a, a gold, a hell, things like that. They've got a Bach, a Merzen, you know, delicious beers. But so when people think of like the romanticism of like 
Belgian monks brewing these beers, they think of the Belgian tradition, but the, the uh, sorry, the Belgian flavor set. Um, however, these beers are really only like a hundred, you know, a hundred years old, basically 1920 was the first time uh, that a double was brewed and that was at West Mala Abbey. So there's not as much mm-hmm. history there as you, think you 1920 was expect. also the year that the Decatur's Dailies were founded and later became the Deca- Chicago That's beer. right, the Decatur's Dailies. Chicago that's Bears. some Decatur's Dailies history. The Decatur's Dailies. 1920 is just Decatur's, a What is the Staley? It, it was it was actually a particular <laughs> plant. There was a, it was, ah, oh God, it was in Decatur. They're near to a plant? Yeah, and not, well, a, not, not now. They're the Chicago Bears a now. Manufacturing. But a manu- that's, oh, that's manufacturing. Oh, manufacturing. <laughs> yeah, the Staley's, yeah. I mean, is that better? Hey, listen, we're not trying to get into this. Look, right I'm now. glad they went with Bears is all I'm saying. All I'm it was trying, a good I'm change. I'm just trying to give a it little a note change. that 1920 is a very important year I appreciate if you're the a note. Bears fan. I appreciate the note. I appreciate the note. Okay. Well, wait, wait, Rich, <laughs> to get back to this, to, I don't know, salvage any reason for talking about this. Um, wait, have, have Belgian nuns? Maybe it may seem like at, least, at the very least Belgian nuns hadn't been brewing before. Or had they? Historically, they have. Commercially, in the past century, no. I don't know. Okay. So okay. that's that's potentially um, that's and I will newsworthy. say and I will say kind of like I mean but honestly like this was my line of thinking because I was like oh there's probably nuns that have brewed before Rich is going to be like that's actually not a true story um, and so I looked into it and there is a, there is a really good I will just recommend this um, if Rich, NPR has an all all things considered little story about Sister Doris who is in Germany in Bavaria northeastern Bavaria Mallersdorf Abbey do you know it Rich uh, I don't but I looked it up on the map it's southeastern Bavaria it's near Reutberg. She claims to be the world's last nun brewmeister, um, but she's just kind of a fun woman. Um, she brews Bach and Helles, and those are the only two beers that she makes because she only brews beer that she would drink herself. And according to her, quote, if the other sisters want to drink a wheat beer, they'll have to buy it themselves. That <laughs> sounds dope. I kind of love Sister Doris. Yeah. Anyway, check that, that. That is so... That is so German. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that they're drinking this beer. It's so, She's it's 70, so, 70 years old. But it's so different than like America. Like I know like, like, I know like, you know, I grew up in the South, like a, with a lot of fundamental Christians and they act like alcohol is, oh, we can't, you know, it's like, like I, I grew up in a dry parish. Like, oh, really? Yeah. I think it's wet now, but, and it's because it was so religious and I just love that. Nah, that beer that you're not drinking. Nuns are brewing it, and there's a nun that's saying, if the other nuns want to drink some other crap, they got to go buy it, because I brew what I like to drink. I drink this. I also, <laughs> also, me. I'll also end it on one last quote from her, just because I like this quote. I like this woman. Uh, Sister Doris said, beer is part of the Bavarian soul. If you're not happy with yourself, you won't be happy in a cloister. And eating and drinking are part of that life. It's not about being pious. All I need to do is believe in a higher power that accepts me as I am. I like this woman. She's great. I like this and what woman. what she is is a brewmeister. I like this woman. She is she still alive? She's alive, yeah. The story's from this year. She's 72. I'm going to send her an email. I'll, let's, let's see if we can get her on. Can we get her on the podcast? We could use a fourth. <laughs> <laughs> too many guys on this podcast. Anyway, yeah, there's too many dudes. Yeah. All right. Let's get on. Let's talk about, we're talking about dessert and pastry stouts today. Yeah, Rich, I'll let you take over, basically. But, you know, we had stouts. I don't want to take over. Okay. I want to be the color commentator on this one. Okay. I'm going to point out real quick before we continue, I have just noticed that the, we'll call it a pastry stout that Larry and I are drinking, this peanut butter and jelly stout, is a 19.4% stout. 
You motherfucker. You're just telling me this? I got to try. I'm saying this is going to be a quick episode. It's a strong guy. It's a strong guy. 19.4? 19.4, and I did not, it does not taste boozy at it all. It doesn't taste boozy yeah. at all. I mean, but it's not, I wouldn't say it's the most sessionable beer. No. Have you, have either of you ever had a beer from the brewery before? Yeah, yes. I'm a member of the brewery. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm a member of their one of their clubs. Like, we I talk about it too much. I, I get beers shipped to me. You should know better. Of course, it's 19.4% alcohol. I, that's a, you know, I have a great story with that. The first, the, what introduced me to um, the brewery was Rich. Uh, I was doing a play down at South Coast. I was doing Top Dog Underdog, and he, he and his wife. Great play. Your performance was awesome. Thank that you. Was thank a fun you. Show. He and his wife came to see the show, and afterwards he's like, "Oh, it's just a great brewery nearby. I want to want to take you to." And I was like, "Oh, great!" And we were just getting like flights. We, I mean, we were just <laughs> getting flights and tasting everything. We get a tour. We got, no, no, no. As far as drinking, yes. Rich, Rich knows. Um, you know the owner there, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. Patrick. Yeah. But he, so, so yeah, we got we got a tour. We got. A, but I was talking about as far as drinking. It wasn't like we were just we we were doing a lot of flights. We might have got like glasses at some point. All I know is I got so fucked up. I thank God I wasn't driving. Yeah, there we've gone oh, yeah. down there it's too. Our, oh yeah, we've yeah, gone down here, yeah. and we've all there, three. Man. We've three been. Oh, we. Oh, that's right. We went to Teru together. Yeah, I love their beer. Yeah, they're, I mean, I would just say they are they they just they're these are artists at work. I'm being serious. <laughs> I love. I mean, I just it's a it's true. It's I'm serious. But but I, for me, I had to, there there had to be a moment where I I had to think about beer a little different because mm-hmm. they like whatever they make, just trust it and just be open to it because whoever's down there brewing their stuff or coming up with these recipes know what they know what the hell they're doing delicious i think if anything i like to recommend it and i this is why like i recommend a lot of brewers this way and i think it's almost maybe a bad idea for someone who's like kind of casually just like oh where can i get a good beer but i like to recommend it because i like breweries that just do something different and experiment and play around with like different flavors and stuff like that and the brewery does it really well. It's also really good. But it's also like I could get like a number of different weird flavors and yes. tastes there. Maddie, I'm going to I'm going to be a, a You disagree with this? Fart about this. When I hear you say that and I adore the brewery, okay? So I I agree with with the results of what you're talking about, but when I talk to people just at any, you know, any bar, any pub, whatever, just, you know, I meet them on the street, whatever, and they they're like, "Oh, I just I love breweries that do something different, that's something interesting or whatever." And that's where I start like rolling my eyes because mm. I'm like, guess what? Beer that tastes like beer is fantastic. Yeah. Beer that's been around for, for 500 years is there's a reason it's been so successful for 500 years. I love that beer too. Yeah. So you're right. You're completely right, Maddie. Like the brewery, the beers are fantastic. I took Larry there. I like, I wanted to go there. Uh, you know, it's such good beer, but I also think there's room for not Trying to be so inventive. Yeah, I get. I get. I totally see it. Okay, that doesn't feel. Honestly, I I was. I was bracing because I was worried you were gonna, you know, take me down. You're a terrible person, Maddie. You're just a terrible person. Pretty well. That's. I I get that. I think there's something to brewing a (laughs) good. No, no. I think that's totally fair. And I think that's very well. I totally. I totally do. But I. But but I also. But to your point is like I have some. I have certain friends who have like a a very preconceived notion of what beer is. Yeah. And like I want them to be like. No, this the place the brewery are doing. They're doing amazing, different things that can just open your mind to what beer can be. Because what I hate is when people go. What I hate is when people go. Oh, I just like, something like a Corona is beer to me, and I'm like, no, beer is yeah. so much more than that. Mm. And I, think, or when they say they don't like beer, 
Exactly. Or, or they, say yeah, they don't like beer. Or like my dad. He's like, oh, I got Or my dad has to go. My dad goes, I have to drink it very cold. And I want to be like, oh, there's so much beer that you can that can open your mind to what it can be. And I think the brewery and does I think that it does, well. And that's what, yeah, and I kind of do agree with you, Rich, because I also think some of my favorite breweries are just like <laughs> straightforward. Well, no, but I, it's, it's kind of the back and forth, and that's why I think, like, and like I said, I, it's kind of a bad recommendation at times when I'm like, oh, like this place will, has like a bunch of different things, and like they might not be into those things, but I do remember specifically my father-in-law was very much an IPA guy, like especially when Pliny the, Pliny the Elder was like really hard to get he was all about the guy at his local beer place that would like let him know when it was coming in. He'd get that IPA. Mm. He'd always get an IPA. It's a great beer. It's, it is a great beer, yeah. But he always got an IPA. And then one Christmas, I got him a Wee Heavy from the... It was like part of their Christmas. It was like 11 Swans of Swimming or whatever the 11th day of Christmas is. <laughs> I think it's 12 days of Christmas. Yeah. It like kind of changed his whole perspective on beer. Like He drank that and was like, oh, this is delicious. This is my favorite beer. And since then, he suddenly likes stouts. I told you guys off the podcast, like, I brought, like, a 20% beer. Again, it was from brewery. We talk about the brewery way too much. But it was a 20% 20 chocolate stout. Yeah, 20% alcohol. Yeah, 20% alcohol, chocolate rain, um, stout. Super boozy. He'll say, like, he didn't drink stouts. He didn't drink Belgian ales. He didn't drink that sort of stuff. Yeah. Until he kind of had this version of a wee heavy that sort of was like, oh, I I can get these other things that are not... IPAs mm-hmm. all the time. It was like it just needed a little peek into it of something he liked. And look, tons of people don't like certain beers, and tons of people aren't going to like a wee heavy. Even is like, it's heavy. Mm. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Yeah. If you can kind of hit it the right way, that's what that's kind of what I like to recommend. Just to have like all those options available. And I, and, I, and I and I get the point. And because I, 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 I would even say when we were in when I was uh, in Montana, staying with Rich, I drank a lot of great beer because Rich has a fridge full of like. amazing beer but like you know one of the beers and i had a lot of good beers there and it's just a fucking good beer and i got home and i went to the grocery store and i bought some pilsner urkel that's a fucking great fucking beer (laughs) yeah and i was with rich and he's like yeah i got some urkel and we poured it and i'm like this is a good fucking beer so i i I do get what rich is saying like just doing something different doesn't make you better Mm -hmm. like being able to create like a really good classic beer is also good i'm just saying the brewery does what they do very well and i fucking love their beer i love it you know maybe a a takeaway from this is that we are at a time you know in a time and and live in a place uh and uh, you know have the the cash to spend on on a real variety of beer so we we can have it all which is super fun and if you have sort of a narrow understanding of beer and either really like that narrow understanding, you know, either like Corona and Pilsner and Quell, or you hate Corona and Pilsner and Quell, and you don't know about all the other options, then you're just, you're missing out, you know? Yes. There's there's a beer out there for everyone. And the more you know about this stuff, the more you're going to like even more beers and more styles and all that. Yeah. So it's nice to have that variety. And I should say this, it feels like all this like leads to such a such a picture of what my fridge, my beer fridge looks like. If you looked in it right now, this is always the problem with me. If you look at it right now, I have like, there's like a marshmallow stout in there that I know is great. I've oh got boy. like some like lemony, some like lemon ale sort of sour ale thing in there. I've got a few others. I think right now though, I have no like pilsners and no like, not no even IPA and like no straight beer. And sometimes I like, and then I'm sitting down to dinner and Megan, my wife, you know, she doesn't drink a ton of beer, but she likes it with a meal, you know, with dinner. It's like really nice to pair a beer with certain things. Well, I'll make wings. 
And then she's like, can I get a good beer? And then I go back there and I'm like, oh shit, I have a peanut butter and jelly stout. I've got like a, like a lemon gelato beer. That like is so I love weird. it. And like the marshmallow stout is the closest thing to something that like resembles it. So it definitely is like my issue is that I think my eyes like move. I, and I love, you know, I love the, like, yeah. <laughs> the more traditional yeah. beers. Yeah. I think I have, like, that habit, though, of my eyes kind of move towards the can that's, like, promising me something I see. weird I see. and different. Weird and different. Yeah. I like that, I've too. Got, I've, got, I've got friends in Bozeman here, uh, uh, Loy and Brandt, and they uh, talk about drinking beers or, or non-drinking beers. So they've got their fridge is full of, of, they try to always make sure they're drinking beers in there. Because if not, they get, you know, they get ahead of themselves and just have a ton of beers in there that are like mm. for a special occasion or a special food or they're, they're the peanut butter stout or whatever. That's just like not right for most moods or whatever, you know. So they always have to have this reserve of drinking beers. And I, it doesn't matter what they are. They're just beers that are, you know, easy to drink and enjoyable. And they're things that don't tax your mind or whatever, you know, just like just drinking beers. So I love that concept. I have no beer in my fridge. I try to put beer in my fridge. It goes. And I drank it. And it goes. <laughs> so it is. It, it is. This is let's get back to this is the dessert and pastry stout episode. <laughs> this is, but that was a great that was a great sidebar. That was a great sidebar. Oh, the yeah. people loved that sidebar. Um it says, liquid bread, goddammit. We probably should talk about <laughs> liquid bread, goddammit. So let's get to Larry, you get so much better looking when you're drinking. It's amazing. I meet you've been drinking too. You look cute too, <laughs> <you> motherfucker. <laughs> So, okay, so we had stouts. Everyone knows a stout. We've talked about stouts. They got those little hints of, you know, coffee and chocolate and toast and stuff like that. And it seemed like a pretty natural fit for at some point for someone to add a bunch of sweetness and just go fuck it and make, some, make them into desserts, like this 19.4% thing. So I will, I will note the term pastry stout is attributed to the blog Don't Drink Beer, the podcast, and you might know it. Um, and while at first it seemed... Again, who is it? Who, 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 don't don't who Drink Beer? Oh, who is it? Ooh, I didn't know. I always forget. No, I, I forget his that. name. Yeah, yeah. I guess their the blog was. It's a it's a fun blog like that. But it, I guess it kind of was. It seems like it was more disparaging a little bit at first, and there was like kind of this, you know, oh, it's a pastry, <laughs> like oh, fair. it's like this yeah. this stout isn't just a dessert stout. It's a fucking straight up made to taste like a cake or a cookie or some shit. Yeah, there's a lot of from derision comes. Uh, yeah, comes and then straight. and then it turned. Then I think a lot of brewers realized it seems like they were like, oh, people like these and they're buying them a lot and like they're tasting them Cha-ching. a lot. And um, so it's like a relatively recent, you know, it's a relatively recent style. Uh, Rich, to you, what is a pastry stout? A pastry stout is a, uh, well, it's got to be a dark beer, um, and it has to have a, hmm, I'm going to back myself into a corner here. I think it needs to have a gimmick to it, and that gimmick should be able to recreate a specific food, pastry, candy, dessert, you know, something like that, some sort of like unnecessary in your life food, not particularly good for you food. And it doesn't have to always be a dessert. It could be like penne au chocolat or something, you know, some like morning breakfast pastry or something like that. And the alcohol level doesn't matter. They are generally sweet. They can be very sweet. And the best ones actually are delicious as the beer also. But I think a lot of them miss the mark and are not actually that enjoyable to drink, but they do funnels or channel, not funnel channel, some sort of uh, pastry flavor in there. Mm. 
Mm. Larry, have you drank so, a lot of pastry stouts? I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I can't say. <laughs> you know the answer. You don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't fucking know. I mean, I drink whatever. Is we did steep. just talk about the brewery for twenty a, minutes. I mean, when the brewery <laughs> sends me shit, I drink it, and I drink whatever anybody's fucking drinking. So I might drink a lot of pastry stouts. Listen, are, is there? Is there? Are they are they generally using lactose in these things or no? Very frequently, yes. It's not necessary, but it's important to have pastries and desserts and things like that are typically sweet and typically have some body to them. So right? you want you're that sugar? Them. Yeah, yeah. You want some sugar? You want some some heft, some, some body, body some and lactose heft, does yeah. both. Yeah, lactose does both. Yeah, you know, like a saltine or like a pretzel stick. These aren't pastries. Okay, those aren't sweet and they're not they're not unctuous you know they're they're very dry and crisp and so lactose is the opposite lactose leaves sweetness in there and leaves a kind of a palate rounding uh you know softness to it as well Mm. do you make a difference between a dessert stout and a pastry stout i do not okay how about you do you drink a lot of dessert stouts or pastry stouts do i drink a lot of them yeah motherfucker that's what you just asked me Yes, don't repeat the question. Right. Answer the question. Yeah, well, I think God damn it. I, I drink one every now and then. I'll have one. Okay. And I think and I think when I go to when I go to the bottle shop, mm-hmm. my eyes are drawn to two things. They're drawn to like sours and they're drawn to pastry and dessert stouts, which I think is like unfair and it's a personal flaw of mine that I in the new that. year I'm going to try to... Sweet the sour. Sweet the sour. <laughs> sweet the sour. But you know what I'm saying? Because I think, I think, and I think that's an issue for me because when I do but when I'm walking down the, I'm walking down like the beer aisle, I don't know any of the, I mean, I know some of the breweries are recognized like, oh, that's the one that like I know from whatever. But I think in terms of grabbing a beer, I will rarely grab like Oh, this random brewery in but Virginia's Maddie, Pilsner. I'll, but Maddie, I'll be, but if I see like, oh, this is like a cinnamon churro thing, that kind of sticks out to I me. I know, but and you, I end up blind buying. That. But I'm also thinking about it. Like you drink. This is a bottle shop thing, I not know, a brewery. But I'm, I know, I, I understand the bottle shop thing. But I'm saying you like drinking is an event to you. Like I'm saying, like you like you like to drink when like you have friends over yeah. or particular or particular. Like I'm just saying, like it's it's oh, yeah. it's almost no, like no. an event. So mm-hmm. that makes sense to me that you go. Oh, this sounds like. Hey, I'm gonna pour you. Yeah, this. what is this? Whereas, like, I am like Larry and I just. I'm drink. at home going. <laughs> what the? Do I drink water, or Coca Cola, <laughs> or a fucking Pilsner? Yeah. Give me the Pilsner. Well, friend, <laughs> you I mean, you can't have your friends come over unless you unless you're drinking. Right? Yeah, I mean, I I often have to go get shit when my friends are coming over. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, I've got that stock. I'm like, I want people to come and I'm like, that's why I do. And Larry's been subject to this. It's like, yes. I'm like, I got this thing. I don't know what the fuck it and is. I love, I don't, and what do I like, I don't say? know what this tastes. Hey, what do you say? Pour it. <laughs> you're, you're like, sign me up. Let's do it. And then sometimes someone else will be there. Like, you know, the, we, yeah. had, we had like a Friendsgiving sure. and like our buddy, like Kobe was there and he, sure. he's game too. He's, he's game. game. But you can see it in his eyes. Yeah, he's yeah, not he's, as into he's, it. He's not as, you know, he's, like, he's like a little I'm like, like, oh, this is like a cinnamon it. churro like beer. And he's like, okay, okay like, you're hosting, it. so I'll drink I'll this. But, I'm like, you know, Larry's like, hmm. I'm like, I'm like pour that motherfucker up. But I think that's, that, I, yeah, I think that's. I want to see Kobe take that first sip of the cinnamon churro beer. <laughs> he drinks like, it, though. He does drink oh, it. Oh, he does drink it. Yeah, yeah. He does drink it. Or he drinks like half of it, and then you find a glass later. He doesn't die He's like circumspect. He doesn't dive right in. He's like, uh, okay, you sure this is safe to drink? Well, because it is. I mean, like, that's the thing of like, oh, you want a beer? And they're like, yeah, I'll take a beer. And they think you're going to bring like, like, a, a, like a beer. I'm like, and you're no. like, Maddie's like, no. I'm- Here's a 19.4% peanut butter and jelly sandwich <laughs> yeah, in a glass. Like, Maddie's like, this is a PB&J. <laughs> 
in a bottle. And I think I think we're getting to why I recommend the brewery as a brewery because I'm like, let's. What if we tried this weird stuff? Because you know what a beer is Here's like. Here's a right? cupcake. Yeah. <laughs> cup- I don't even. I would. The thing is though, I I like tasting them, and it's super like I don't want regularly to drink a pastry stout. You know. Like, I want to know what that macaron stout tastes like, and I'll probably pick it up because I'm interested. But, like, on a regular basis, want... I'm not, like, drinking a ton of these. It's too. It's a dessert. I don't well, want to drink. Well, no, like, you don't want 750 million. No. Yeah. And, and I will say, and that's another and thing I will say that's the wonderful thing. And we keep talking about the brewery, which I'm happy to because I love their – but, but, but not to – because the sours. I will drink the sours like there's no fucking tomorrow. I love a fucking <laughs> – you know, you know me. So that's a different thing. But I'm saying the one thing I do like about their beers – are they do lend themselves, Maddie, to like? Because generally, like I'm, I'm, a mem- I'm a member of their club, and I get the beers delivered. And generally, like the 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 really heavy, sweet, mm. you know, delicious, you know, beers, I generally do drink them when friends come over. I go, hey, oh, you want a beer? I got this cool thing. You want to try it? Mm-hmm. Which I which I really love. Yeah. And I do like it as a dessert. I honestly, I like it. It's I don't eat desserts at home a lot and it's like oh like if i want something sweet after dinner or something i would much rather pour a beer a beer is it fair to say that they're performance beers i haven't thought about this before but like hmm. you know when you sit down like you're alone at home you turn on the tv whatever you start drinking a beer it's not about the beer it's not about like the beer as performance you're you know whatever you're watching on tv or whatever is the performance but like mm. the, if the peanut butter jelly stout or something that you're sharing with other people so that you can all like be amazed at the at the uniqueness of it you know does that make it a performance i think it is like even when a brewery does it there's an element whenever a brewery like releases a pastry stout there's just because pastry stout and we'll kind of talk about this a little bit is like pretty undefined. It can taste like a chocolate cake. It can taste like a peanut butter jelly sandwich. Because of that, there's always an element of like, ooh, what does this one taste like? Oh, what are you doing here? What have you done this time? And I think that's why it is like, yeah, I'm not going to sit at home and drink it alone. I want to like, it's not, yeah, I want to shove it in someone's face I mean, and be l- like, let me just let try me just, this thing out. That's a beer, dumb dumb. Well, let me just be straight. I will drink it alone. I'm just telling. I'm just being honest by myself. I'll drink it, <laughs> but. Meeting Rich, and I remember that, like when we when I when I first met him and talking about beer, and I <laughs> I've been bartending years before I met him and people talking about beer, and like Rich just like kind of I was like boom like this, so there's a part of me when I say boom is like I, I did a, an action of blowing my head open thinking about <laughs> beer, so there's a part of me there's a part of me it is it is an event it is um, what you said Rich, performance performance because. There's also, but there's also a selfish part of me that wants to open new doors to people yeah. of yeah, like yeah. what beer sure. can be. Because I know curator. a lot of them think beer is Heineken. I love Heineken. I love Corona, so I'm not disparaging these these beers. They're, they're good beers, and I will drink them. But I'm saying I want to go. Hey, beer is more more than that. Mm. Like beer is beer can be whatever. I, what Rich says, there's a beer for everyone for everyone. So I, it, it's something that annoys me, and I blame Rich. It's when they go, oh, I just don't like beer. And I'm like, eh, I could get you a beer that you, I guarantee you, I can pour you a beer that you will like. I guarantee you, I can fuck you up with a beer and you'll be like, yeah. buy that for me. I do this. It's funny. I guarantee I do this. it. I have not yet won this game, but I, my mother-in-law, I do this with my mother-in-law yeah. I, all the time. She just doesn't like beer or she says she doesn't like beer, you know, and it's, we're psychopaths. So we're yeah. like, you do, you just don't know. 
But um, <laughs> I've been, I have like, there's, there was a brewery macaron beer, for instance, and mm-hmm. she's a French teacher and she loves macarons and oh, baking. Boy. And it was like, seemed like perfect. And to me, it tasted like a macaron. She takes a sip and she's like, oh, Maddie, that doesn't taste like a macaron. <laughs> she's like, no. <laughs> it's almost like a challenge. It's it, like, it's, it's, it's like, okay, like, let's figure out like what that, let's crack Debbie Murphy in this case, <laughs> my wife's mother. That's hilarious. <laughs> let's figure out like the beer that she likes. And I kind of feel this way about food. Like I've traveled for work and stuff like that and gone to like like a great restaurant in New York with work. And I often, my mind, when I eat like a great restaurant, there, I can think of like Jeepney is a place in New York that serves a whole fried fish. And I went with a couple of people I was working with and we were, and I had this whole fried fish and it was fucking one of the best things I've ever had. And immediately my mind, my mind when I eat like good food like that is like, Megan's got to try this. Like, mm, I, yes. like my wife's got to try this. Someone yes. else has got to try this. Someone yeah. else has got to do this. Even yeah. when Megan and I, Megan and I were in, we were in France a couple months ago. We would eat things and be like, oh, would Larry like this? We'd talk about like, oh, would your mom and dad like that's, this? Yeah, that's You great. know, who would like this? And when it, sometimes I'll eat alone and I feel like it's almost like, damn it. Like I've, uh, I've been this way where I, I was, you know, I went to like Mariska's Jalisco is a taco truck in East LA in Boyle Heights and it's the best taco in the it's world. It's a social thing, yeah. And I went alone the first time I went oh, and I ate the shrimp taco and it fucking was the best thing I've ever had. But at the same anybody. time, I'm like... Uh, like I have, well, I have to come back tomorrow with somebody because then it will be good. Like I need someone else to show this to. And so I think like pastry stout, like kind of for me, there's a little bit of that fun element of like, here's this weird thing. Like we should share in this. I don't want to just like have this like cupcake. I want you to know this weird ass thing can be going on it's with the, the beer. It's the Lord's Supper, man. Yeah, like <laughs> No, seriously. We, we need to share it with each other. Break bread, right. drink wine with other people. Me eating it by myself That's is nothing point. if I can't say, hey, here, man, have this, bite this, eat this, <laughs> let's connect, let's have conversation, let's talk about it, let's disagree, let's love each other. God This damn. is like the past year and a half all coming to it. Hell yes. Hell yeah, yes. really. Liquid, oh, my God. Liquid bread. <laughs> liquid bread. Here's quarantine to that. Has led Here's to that. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, some, some twists, some twists on this, you know, I, I completely agree with you. You know, there's, uh, you know, beer and food are, are, or, you know, food and beverage in general are, are such a currency of, of humanity and currency of conversation and, and, um, trust and connection and, uh, and socializing. Like it's super, super important. It's, it's part of your regional identity, your personal identity, all this stuff really matters. Um, but there's also the idea of like sharing and showing. Okay. So mm-hmm. this is like, uh, you know, so when I was um, studying to become a, a sommelier, it's something that we were alerted about, you know, basically, so so psalms have a have a uh, stereotype, right, of being snobby, right? You know, you get the, the psalm to come to your to, to your table at a restaurant and talk to you about wine, and they bore you to tears and tell you about all the acidity and the structure and all this stuff that you don't give a flying fuck about. What does the wine taste like? You wanted to, to work with the food. Okay, so if they're going to nerd out and basically show off, that's showing, Okay. And then sharing knowledge is really important where it's like, you know, you actually build a connection with them. Okay. And so to, to take this idea uh, and, and apply it to like these beers, a lot of these, these pastry stouts are so artistic because they're, they're like, you know, it, it's this really expressive art form where it's like, I'm going to come up with a way to make peanut butter, peanut butter and jelly sandwich into a beer or macaron into a beer or macaroon into a beer, the coconut one, you know, into a beer, whatever. Uh, that stuff is so interesting that it becomes this, this rarefied art form mm. where it's like, do you want to share it with people or do you want to show off? Mm. You know, do you want to share or show? And the showing off, 
kind of kind of rubs me the wrong way. And it, you know, that's that's where you get into people that are like, you know, really aggressive and they're they're hoarding the stuff and you know, oh, you're not worthy uh, of enjoying this or appreciating it. But sharing it is like such an amazingly beautiful human connection that makes us different from, you know, like butterflies, for instance. Butterflies don't gotta, share. Why you got to talk to butterflies? You, I, I told I, you earlier I, I had a connection I, to these but butterflies. But I, I just want to tell you, just as you, were, just as you were saying butterflies, I had a large Q-tip wiping <laughs> the yeast off of Maddie's face and hands, just so you know. And I'm putting it into a vat because we're going we're gonna to brew some beer soon. Mm. I mean, I've been drinking this uh, 19.4% beer, so it's going to be a boozy PB&J beer. PB&J it's be a boozy episode. This is, I, like, I like this conversation. This is, this is a good one. Yeah, and we're talking pastry stouts. Pastry stouts. Well, look, I think yeah. we just talked about the most important stuff about pastry stouts. Yeah. Like, we can nerd out and get into some of the technicalities of it. Sure. At the end of the day, who cares? It's art. And, yes. you know, come up with a pastry. Come up with some food, some non-beer thing. And see if you can be smart enough to to get it into beer format, and then and then you win as a brewer, and mm-hmm. then you need to sell it and get people to buy it, you know. But like at the end of the day, it's about you know the the consumer yeah. side of it, the, the human side of it. Like, and do we like this stuff? Let's share it and show it. And, and I'll say this: I'll say this. I like beer, so I like I'm a consumer of beer. Okay, go on. I like here's let me just say this: I like food. <laughs> Old confessions like, here from Larry Bates. I like food. I like to drink. I like to drink stuff. Whether it's beer, wine, I like I like to drink stuff, or I, I mean, like a fucking soda, a good soda. I like I like to drink stuff. I like to eat stuff. But I am an artist, and I'm gonna tell you something. I appreciate artistry. I appreciate going to a restaurant where the chef is a fucking artist, where the brewer is an art. I appreciate that. I I mean, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. I appreciate. Uh, I don't know what life is 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 life is not worth anything if it's not worth art. <laughs> I'm being serious. I know you're being and I'm saying I'm if, it's a, if it's this a pastry stout episode. If it's, no, it's a pastry. If it's not if it's, if it's not a picture around you, Larry. if it's not something you're eating or drinking, what is the fucking point if someone does not take pride we, in what we they're doing? We know giving? you're an artist. You're, we know you're an artist because you've just done an artist rendition of a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Rich. All I'm trying to say is that's beautiful. I appreciate yeah. someone yeah. who it's like when I went to Japan and which I loved. I went to I went with you and you, Maddie, mm-hmm. and it, it's like we you could you could stop, it, Maddie. You you know you could stop anywhere and order something, and they're like, oh oh oh, you just ordered something from me. I'm going to give you. Yeah, I'm going to give my everything. I'm going to give my, my everything. My work to this is doing product. this. Yeah, and there is this all just an argument for the brewery in Anaheim. Yes, <laughs> go to the brewery in <laughs> Anaheim. They're fucking fantastic. I have no content. problem. I have no problem plugging them. <laughs> Liquid bread. Go to the brewery. I love them. Um, <laughs> no, Larry. I feel bad. I was I was uncharitable in my assessment of. The train wreck. I'm sorry, you were trying to get something uh, emotionally important across, which I do appreciate. No, no, no. His um, art needs critics. Art, emotion- art needs listen, listen, critics, listen, Rich. Don't dial I don't back. judge you. I don't judge Rich. I'm emotional. <laughs> you feel how you feel. I feel how I feel. <laughs> At the end of the day, I've also been drinking some wonderful beer. <laughs> it's a strong stuff. At the end of the day, we meet in the middle. God, dog it. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not cussing now because I'm drunk. Because mm-hmm. I want to say, damn it. <laughs> 
A, a wrinkle I would like to add to this, and Larry, you are an amazing artist. You're talking about you're, you're lauding the artistry of all this stuff and, and the, you know, like going to a Japanese restaurant where they're going to do everything they can to make this stuff delicious. They're putting in a lot of technique mm-hmm. and science, yes. too. And I think the best pastry stouts and the best yeah. of any beer is a combination of art and science. You need to have the the art, artistic angle, the inspiration, the the you know stepping out on a on a, on a limb. I think I butchered that phrase. Going out on a limb and uh, and just making sure that the stuff is interesting, but it also has to be technically sound yeah. so it's enjoyable yes. to drink. Well, sure. You know, I'm, not, I'm not the one other thing that I was going to say, like to that point, like I have had some really bad pastry stouts. Mm. I have had I've some had really some bad pastry stouts. Really, like I, I rarely can't finish a beer. Like an IPA, mm. I don't know that I've ever not finished an IPA. I I have one in my head. I'm not going to say who made it. <laughs> but it basically it was like a it had it had chili peppers in it. It was chili peppers with like I think it was a churro chili pepper. Like a it was gross. It was like I was just drinking like someone had put it like kind of thrown ideas together into this this. It can be very bad. It well, can let me, go. Well, very let me just wrong. say this. Let me just say this. Fail, fail badly. I appreciate artistry. Fail <laughs> fucking badly. It's okay. It's okay. Whoever made that nasty ass drink you had, good for them for trying. That's what life is yeah. all about. Yeah. And hopefully they got they got feedback that was like this shit is terrible, and they they <laughs> changed something in the recipe. And maybe I just I I don't know I, I I'm a fan of artists. So this the pastry set episode is about a tribute to art. Yes, damn We've it! Gone, like a few episodes ago, we were like Kolsch is like. Ale yeast cold condition, I get, like a lager. I, I have to and tell now you, we're like, what I have, is art? I have, to, I have to tell you about I have to tell you this if you're listening. So ever since that culture episode, not. and I realize if you don't, you, you don't listen, that's great. But I know how Rich is not a fan of American cultures. If He is only a fan of no. cultures. Did you say that out loud? I, did I not? Was I, was I not supposed to say that? But anyway, my point is now when I go someplace <laughs> and there's a culture, I'm like, where's it from? <laughs> I'm not drinking it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not drinking it. I see stuff and I'm like, I saw something. It was some list the other day of like really great beers. And I was like, nope, that's, that's, that, that no. Where's it from? I'm not drinking it. <laughs> you're, you're, you got, you got, uh, you got the sickness like me. It's, it's no fun. It's no fun being a snob. We're all just spreading it. Yeah. We're spreading the sickness. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I had a bunch of questions about pastry stats that all seem pretty, pretty moot at this point. <laughs> Um, this is a good episode, Rich. Any any great pastry stouts you've had? Anything you've loved? Uh, sure. I mean, I'm generally not in the mood for them very often, but you know, there's some good ones out there for sure. And they're, you know, it's like it's when I want to bend my mind around some like really interesting artistic statement. That is when I'm in the mood for one of these beers. Mm. But generally, you know, I'm more in the mood for more traditional beers. But uh, you know, I'm drinking so I'm drinking Campfire Stout from Hell. Uh, sorry, uh, from High Water, uh, which I super enjoy. And it's not really in your face. It's a, it's a more gentle version. It's only 6.5% alcohol, uh, for instance. It's not super sweet. So it's if you can have a session pastry stout, uh, maybe this is a session <laughs> pastry stout. Mm. Um, so I really like it. Um, you can't go wrong with you know Founders Breakfast Stout. Yeah. 
Canadian breakfast out, Kentucky breakfast out, all those, those versions of, uh, or variations on founders are fantastic. You know, Mickler beer geek breakfast. Like I'm going through like the, the dark ages of pastry stouts. These are like the granddaddies that, that, that started this whole thing, you know, stone chocoveza. That's a great beer. That's a great beer. So interestingly, so I, years ago, so Manny, you know, in the, in the show notes, you were, you were, one of the questions you asked was like, what is the pastry stout? You know, and, and I think an element of that is like, if you make an imperial stout and throw a bunch of blueberries in it or throw some cocoa nibs or some coffee in it or something, is it a pastry stout or is it not a pastry stout? And there's not a, there's not a real delineated definition. You know, it's a, um, I think to some people that would be a pastry stout if it's uh, an imperial stout with blueberries and chocolate. And to some people that's like, no, you're not referencing a specific pastry that I can think of. Uh, and therefore it's not a pastry stout. You know, to me, it's like, is this stout something beyond what you expect out of beer? And if so, then maybe it's a pastry stout. And if it's specifically references a pastry, then, then sure it's a pastry stout. So something like Three Floyd's Dark Lord is a really like epically important pillar of imperial stoutness. And uh, I had one, God, I don't know, maybe uh, it was like a 2012 that I had in 2015. And it, it found its way to me. You know, I mean, these sorts of beers are at some point, you know, in time were so culty that you couldn't get them very easily. And one found its way to me as it seems to happen, which I'm very blessed to, to have occur. And I was like, holy shit, this is worth the hype. This is such an incredibly well-brewed, delicious uh, Imperial Stout. And then I had a couple this year also, and they seem to have jumped the shark and they have all these other additions to them. And I had one that was straight that didn't have adjuncts and, and additions. And it was so sweet and undrinkable. And then I had some that had other flavors and fruits and nuts and things added to them. And it was equally sweet and undrinkable. I was like, this is, it's, I was really, I was crushed. Oh. I was like, three Floyds, you guys are amazing. You should, you, you should know better. Yeah, too much. Well, I, yeah. it kind of gets into, well, that almost like, I feel like that kind of hints that we've been talking about like, oh, this, you know, the artists, you know, Larry talked a lot about the artist side of it though, but like, mm-hmm. it's like when I'm even having, you know, I know the brewery makes good beers, but I'm looking at this as like, oh, it's flavored with peanut butter. It's flavored with mm-hmm. boysenberries. It's got all these flavors yeah. thrown on top. Does the actual science and art of brewing, you know, the initial brewing process, like how much does it matter at a certain, you know? It can ma- it matters a ton. It okay. always matters. Like if the beer is not drinkable, if no one's going to enjoy it, then that's not usually the issue with the, the, the adjuncts because okay. the adjuncts usually just add aromas. Okay. The, the framework of the beer is things like sourness, sweetness, bitterness, saltiness, okay. things like that. So if they, if, if like, so with three, so you, you can't hide a, you can't hide a bad beer. You can hide it a little bit. And I hate to, I hate to rip on, on three Floyds for, for their dark Lords Because again, the, the first dark Lord I had was one of the best beers I had in my entire life. And yeah, I've had a million alpha Kings and, you know, Gumblehead and Gumblehead and all that stuff. Like they're a great brewery, but then with this year's dark Lords that I had, they were like, the aromas of, and I just, I can't even remember, it escapes me what flavorings and adjuncts they added. Those aromas were there, but underneath it all was a beer that was like, you know, 15 Play-Doh or something mm. like that. Like it was 
15% sugar. And it's like just drinking sugar water. And I just couldn't drink it. So the science behind it, the, the technique behind it was in my mind flawed. Someone, you know, that brewery has enough good processes that they're not going to make a mistake. So they just had, they made an artistic choice to make it so sweet. And maybe they want you to age it. And some of that sweetness is going to drop with time, but you know, I don't know. So I was, I was confused by that. With that being said, and you don't, you don't have to answer this. Is there a beer that people really love? And doesn't have to be a pastry stout just in general that people are like, Oh, this is a fucking fantastic beer, but you are not a fan of. Yeah, a million of them. We all have opinions about this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know. I want your. No, opinion. I want when your it gets opinion. into like, <laughs> when it gets into like increased alcohol, things like barrels and time and and limited edition, you know, like uh, scarcity, that tends to breed um, fetishism, mm. and that's something I'm generally leery of. I got. I think there's so many good beers out there. Why be fetishistic about some of them? Uh, when there are so many other equivalently good beers that just aren't as as famous, aren't as well known. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. I because I, I, I'm just taken by your answer, and I know I know you you don't like to like call people out. So let me just ask the question, which is a yes or no question. Are there beer? Is there a beer that you can think of that people really, really, really love that you're like, yeah, it's not a good beer. Yes. <laughs> okay. Good talk. That's all. That's all I need to know. <laughs> Um, let me ask this then. Let's cap off pastry stouts. Okay. I'll start with Larry and Rich. I'll eat, think about it. Okay, I'm here. Larry, talk to me. Let's say you got a a beer genie. The beer genie has shown up to you. Like like Will like, Smith, but blue, or yeah. or the, okay, okay, beer genie, <laughs> or Robin Williams, yeah. blue, but um, probably Will Smith. I don't, you know. Uh, maybe Robin Williams. Okay, either one. I'm, I'm imagining game genie the game genie comes the game to you. Genie. okay the game genie, <laughs> game genie comes okay. to you or will smith will smith blue genie is good it's cool i'll imagine him i like will smith okay i like will smith too. too so he says to you he says larry larry i'm the paste i'm gonna make you a pastry stout i'm gonna make you a this pastry, pastry stout. stout will be the greatest pastry stout mm. version of some dessert some pastry dessert. okay okay what pastry dessert do you want to drink mm, as a pastry this stout? is a great question and it's, it's a great question. And it's very specific for me because it I'm going to tie it to the best dessert that I've ever had. Great. And it mm-hmm. is a dessert that I don't typically order, but I was um we were traveling in Italy, we were in Rome, mm-hmm. and we were at this particular restaurant and it just sounded good and they had a tiramisu. Mm. And I don't normally order tiramisu, but it was to this day one of the best things I've ever put into my mouth. So I would want them to make me a tiramisu. Oh, wait, a Roman. I wish I knew the name of the restaurant because I don't because I wish <laughs> I knew the, the restaurant. You want a collab I, no, no. between the brewery and this Well, I just, I just need this because the, the, um, we, had a, we had a guy that booked all of our stuff, and, mm. but I would want that Roman tiramisu as a beer. That was the. It was one of the best things I've ever put in my mouth, ever. Rich, Larry, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful, Larry. There are tons of tiramisu uh, pastry stouts out there, so I don't know that they are going to taste exactly like the one that you fell in love with in Rome. Uh, it sounds like a pretty special experience, but there are a lot of tiramisu ones out there. So okay, if you, well, I'm trying, but I'm just saying we'll start collecting them. That tiramisu was. <laughs> you're okay. That tiramisu was. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay, Rich. Yeah. <laughs> the Game Genie. Yeah, not me anymore. Now yeah. the Game Genie is growing yeah. impatient. Go what ahead. do you want? What's your pastry? Game Genie. Uh, I'm going to double contra my way into uh, a, an Elvis sandwich. Ooh. Um, uh, stout, pastry stout of some sort. So, um, peanut my butter, friends peanut butter at, and uh, banana. That's an Elvis sandwich? Mm hmm. It's peanut butter banana. Doesn't it usually have bacon too? Yeah, bacon. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, you're right. So I the salty. I love me a good vice beer. You guys know this. And one of my favorite beers in the world is Aventinas by Schneider. It's not a not a pastry stout, but it is a uh, it's a Weizenbach, and it's a dark version. Uh, Larry, didn't we just have some of this? Yeah, yeah. We opened up a bottle of it uh, at Thanksgiving last week. Or two weeks ago, the, the the purple label, the one that smells like banana or tastes like banana and uh, clove and uh, and chocolate. Yes, and yes, it was the one that I was saying was like the Einger Urweisse that we had on the show a couple weeks ago. Sure, but sure, sure, sure. It, oh, that's a it, great. That's a fucking fantastic beer. Yes, and yes, awesome with turkey sandwiches. That was a fantastic yes. beer. Fantastic. So that is like that's my happy place, and um, uh, I know I have some friends at Twenty uh, First Amendment Brewery in San Francisco brewed oh, yeah. a uh, version of that beer called uh, "There's Always Money in the Banana Stand," Ooh. and Ooh. that's a bigger version of that. But why not throw in some peanut butter or some peanut flour or whatever, and dry bacon it somehow? Get some bacon action in there, and then uh, you got the, the Elvis version of that. Tell me the name yeah. of that beer again, Rich. Aventinus, A A V E N T I N U S. So it's German. It looks like Aventinus, but it's Aventinus and it's from Schneider, uh, and it's just epically good. It's near Regensburg, not too far from the uh, the old nun who's brewing beer at uh, Kloster Brauerei Mallersdorf. Sister, Sister Doris, mm. beautiful Sister woman. Doris. That was a fantastic beer. Maddie, tell us about your trace leches. Your... I'd go with the trace leches. I'd see. Okay. I'd, I'd see. I'd see if they can pull off a trace leches. I'd like a. I think it's a little. It might be a little tough because it's kind of like a creamy, like a. I don't even know. What it's, like. it's a cooler flavor, yeah. almost like is how I visualize it. But if they, if, well, they, Maddie, if someone could pull off a tres leches, is someone have a tres leches cake? There's a, there's a choco, stone chocovesa uh, tres leches version. Ooh. Holy shit! From stone? Oh, shit! Yeah. Every that's every can make it that's tonight. Good. We can drive can we down do to it? San Diego tonight. <laughs> Our wives will kill us. <laughs> we can go we, now. Rich, what? I mean, They'll I'm be closed, Maddie, but we Maddie, can break in. Maddie, what if we did this? What if we just shut this down and was like, <laughs> let's hop in a car we and gotta, just go? Sorry, babe, I gotta drive to San Diego. Megan, we're going to San Diego. <laughs> Let's just she's drop laughing. the episode right here. She's laughing. She's not laughing seriously. Like drop. <laughs> I love it. Well, thanks, guys. I think let's 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 close it off there. I think this is a great episode. I think we've covered. I think everyone has a good idea of what a pastry stout is. <laughs> Larry, what do you have to say? Sign off, Larry. Oh no 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 no! no, no, no. I, I we got the whole thing, Rich. We got the whole thing to say. This has been like. We'll get to Larry it. Said. Larry will say it. No, uh, look, you've been listening to Liquid Bread. You, look, you've been it. listening to Liquid Bread. You're still here. God bless you. I hate it. Uh, email us at liquidbreadpodcast at gmail.com. Let us it. know if there's any pastry stouts you'd like to see or if you'd know where they make a Roman tiramisu collab for Larry. <sighs> I got to find the name of the place. Um, Twitter, at Liquid Bread Pod. Um, Instagram, same thing. We'll start updating that thing. Um, yeah. For now, uh, Larry, anything you want to plug? I'll just tell you, if you're in Rome, there's this place. They, these are the best tiramisu <laughs> on the motherfucking planet. Okay, it was okay. so fucking... It was... 
fucking delicious. I love Rome. I want to. I want to go so there. So you're telling them. You're telling them look for the place in Rome that has tiramisu. No, there's a particular place. I, <laughs> yeah, I, no, I'm gonna find the name of it. I'm gonna find the name of it. We'll and the ne- and in the next one or two podcasts, I'm gonna say the name. It was the best thing I've ever put in my mouth. Mouth. Wow. And I said that. Okay. A breathy th. Okay, rich, rich. As opposed to a voice th. I want to plug my new. I want to plug my new favorite pub in London. It's called the Cow, and it's uh, on Westbourne in uh, by the Royal Oak Tube Stop in uh, Notting Hill, and it's it's awesome. It's good. Got uh, great, great cast beer, uh, seafood, and um, and uh, Orval too, Check and a great out mural. The cow so. in London. See the That's cow in London. That's better than what that. about you, Maddie Smith? You're throwing it to us. What about you? If you're ever in LA, go to Marisco's Jalisco uh, Taco Truck for the best shrimp taco you'll ever have. It's also the best taco you'll ever have in your life. Where is it generally? It's in Boyle Heights. Okay. On Olympic. Olympic and what? I don't know. Olympic and near the near kind of near the five. Okay, I like that. Just search Marisco's Jalisco and you'll find the Marisco's Jalisco. Um, and also uh, pastry stouts in general. I think they're great. I think you'll share them with your friends. You'll get into a deep philosophical conversation about the nature of art. Have <laughs> <laughs> a great time. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Happy I- beering! Sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Happy beering, everybody. Happy beering! <laughs>